0: Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been
1: arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme.
0: Congress wants to know
1: what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, while the collective rage currently is focused on WorldCom, Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. What does it take to earn the title the most hated man in America? Years of beating up old ladies, burning down a couple of orphanages, putting the milk back in the fridge with almost nothing in it, as we'll find out today. It included none of this, or almost none. I've never seen the inside of Martin Shkreli's fridge. What it does include is incredible price gouging, buying stupidly expensive rap albums with stolen money, and having what is quite possibly the most punchable face I have ever seen. This episode, we discover why Martin Shkreli, a.k.a. Pharma Bro, earned his newest nickname of the most hated man in America and how these actions landed him not only in a social prison, but in a real one.
0: He does have such a punchable face. He,
1: oh, my God. I was like looking at pictures of him. He just this. looks
0: like a piece of shit. Like, just, oh, my God. He's the kid who had every fucking answer in school.
1: And he he walk. He walks with his like shoulders hunched up. And he's like he's a fucking incel is what he is. Like, honestly, like 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 trolls on the Internet. Like mm-hmm. what you think of a troll on the Internet. That's him.
0: Well, I'm but, a troll but, on the Internet.
1: But if they manage a hedge fund, which you don't do uh So, yet.
0: So I'm hotter than Martin Shkreli, is what you're saying.
1: (laughs) The bar is low, but I'll go ahead and give you this one and say yes. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's just, ah, he's such a dick. And he just looks like it. That's the thing. He's always got this, like, smirk. Always. So just looking at pictures of him infuriates you. There's no reason. There's, like, there's no doubt why people hated this man so much. And for those of you out there that don't know the story, we're going to be talking about it today. So welcome back to another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Uh, My name's Kashan, hanging out with Nina Kern. Yep. And we're bringing back the show for season four. Quattro! Season quattro. I don't know how to say season in Spanish. Um, I won't attempt it. So, as the intro stated, we're talking about Martin Shkreli. Arnold Shkreli, Mm -hmm. uh, which his name is already kind of annoying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, God. Shkreli? Yeah, spell that. He sounds like a pissant. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and he is. He is. Um, So... Let's get right into it. So Mart- do it. Martin Shkreli, look up a picture of him, so you know how to hate him for this episode. Uh, but he was born. It,
0: it really does add a lot. Yeah, just when it- you know like what this guy looks like.
1: If you could just have like a framed picture in your hands that you're staring at angrily during the entirety of this podcast, it will help. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Yes, uh, that's what we're both doing right now. Uh, Shkreli was born uh, March 17th, 1983, in Brooklyn to immigrant parents working as janitors on.
0: St. So, Patrick's Day.
1: Humble beginnings. That was St. Patrick's Day?
0: Yeah, March 17th is St. Patrick's Day.
1: I thought it was always like the last Thursday. I thought it was like no, uh, thanks- March, I thought it was nope. a Thanksgiving sitch.
0: No, it's not a Thanksgiving sitch.
1: All right. You know more than I do.
0: Top of the morning to you, Kashan.
1: Never mind. You're somehow less Irish than I am, which is zero. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he had humble beginnings growing up in a working class neighborhood of uh, Sheepshead Bay. Which sounds like a not very uh, fun place to live. It's named after uh, livestock, and he grew up Catholic and went to Sunday school. Uh, but later, we'll find out that he doesn't seem to share the guilt that most Catholics have for some reason.
0: Well, maybe he, you know, he learned the cheating ways. We've we've discussed the Catholic Church being a bunch of cheaters and frauds before, so maybe he took a page out of that book
1: at length. You're correct. Um, and then at seventeen, when he was first looking. For a part-time job or an internship, he actually landed an internship at a hedge fund. This weirdo, he was weirdly into stocks, like growing up the whole time. Like he was looking at stocks daily as like a child. He would um, play chess with a uh, person in his building, and they would talk like stock like choices, like an adult stuff. Like yeah, he would play chess with an adult
0: who talked about stocks.
1: Yeah. Huh. And then the, he was like also into stocks. So he was super into it. So when he was looking for a uh, job or something, he landed an internship at this hedge fund, Kramer Berkowitz and Company, which is the hedge fund run by Jim Kramer from Mad That's Money. that
0: guy's name? I was just thinking, I was like, what's that bald fucker's name?
1: Yes, bald fucker. His name is uh, that. It's yeah, he
0: screams all the time.
1: Jim Baldfucker Kramer. I think that's that's just his thing. Uh, if it turns out that if you're just really loud, people think you're smart. Yeah. If you just say things the loudest, people are like.
0: That's how I've been fooling people for years. What talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been fooling people for you're years. Just like
1: the Earth is flat, and they're like, oh, she's saying it really. They're loud. They're like, you it's know gotta what? Be true. She
0: is convincing. <laughs> she is loud and convincing.
1: Uh, but he worked uh, there while getting his bachelor's degree in. Business administration from Barrack, or I think it's Barrack College. Might be Baruch, but that sounds no pretty way. gross. Um, so while he was here at uh, Kramer Berkowitz and Company, though, he had his first uh, quote unquote scandal uh, while he was an associate there. He recommended shorting a company uh, producing a weight loss drug, like a pharmaceutical company producing a weight loss drug while it was uh, being approved by the FDA. And then it didn't get approved by the FDA the day after he said they should short it. So they got a fuck ton of money off of it. But it seemed kind of suspicious. Sus, as the kids as call the it kids these days. Say, um, That's sus, bro. It's sussy for sure. So They
0: don't say <laughs> sussy. They yes, just they say su- No, they What? Yes, they I mean, do. I haven't I've heard- seen it. Ugh.
1: And I'm pretty sussy, bro.
0: What's the game they all play? The game? No, the game where they call everybody sus.
1: Oh, Among Us.
0: Oh, yeah, that's it, Among
1: Us. You're such a boomer, bro. I hate that game. It's pretty fun, actually. I don't understand
0: how to play it. All I do is run around. You
1: don't understand how to play anything. Hmm. (laughs) But so he, he acted pretty sus. He shorted this. So they shorted this. So the SEC caught wind of this and investigated into it. Um, But they couldn't find any rock solid proof of any wrongdoing that he did insider trading or knew it was going to happen. So maybe he just got really lucky. I don't know.
0: The SEC knew he was the imposter and then they protected him so that he could win the game.
1: That was a terrible reference. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking Isn't about. Isn't that the point of Among Us? You know, 2% of our listeners are under right, 18, right, Nina. All right, all right, this right. is falling on deaf millennial ears right now. Right. Please stop. All right,
0: all right, all right. Uh,
1: so after four years of being an associate at Kramer Berkowitz and Company, Shkreli decided to move on to be a financial analyst for a couple of financial management companies before deciding to set up his own so in 2006, Shkreli started his own hedge fund, EA Capital Management, and that's when shit started going bad immediately. And remember, he's in his 20s at this point. So he's in his 20s. He has a bachelor's degree in business it's, administration. Yeah, he's 23. And he just set up a hedge fund.
0: Yeah, doesn't seem quite right.
1: We're in our late 20s. Nina, do you even 100% understand what a hedge fund is?
0: Why you got to call me out like that?
1: (laughs) Not really, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. You you know a fun fact, though? Neither do you. Not really.
0: Good. I feel less dumb now.
1: Uh, A limited partnership of investors that uses high-risk methods, such as investing with borrowed money in hopes of realizing large capital gains. So they're risk takers. Okay. Um,
0: you know what I think when I look at Martin Shkreli? He's a risk. That means a risk taker.
1: Yeah, he's a risk taker. You can tell by that haircut. Am I oh right, my God, folks? God, yeah. Uh, uh, so in 2007, a big player that we know about here, the Lehman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back, listen to that episode. Love that episode. It's all about the housing bubble and the collapse of the Lehman Brothers. Uh, they sued Shkreli for failing to cover a put option transaction where Shkreli bet the market would decline and lost. So, I can already hear your thoughts. What's a put option? Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. All right? Help. A, A put option is where you make a contract for a specified amount of time for a specified amount of stock. And if the stock goes below a certain price that they call the strike price at the end of that agreement... The third party will buy the stock from you at the strike price. Uh, So to put it in even more layman's terms, let's say you have a stock that's worth $10. Mm -hmm. All right. You set up a put option for a month. So at the end of that month, uh, the stock has gone to $2. But the strike price was $8 per share. So, the third party will buy that stock from you at $8 a share. You'll lose less money. It's like insurance, but for stocks. You pay a premium for this, which is a percentage on the total stock involved.
0: Fantastic. Now,
1: in this case, with Shkreli, the stock didn't decline. And then he didn't have the money to pay them that premium for the put option in the first place. So, the Lehman Brothers leveled a lawsuit against him to recover the funds... And it was $2.3 million. And they won the case. So they actually won the decision that he was going to have to pay them $2.3 million. Just one bad thing happened. Lehman Brothers, as a bank, entirely crumbled before they had an option Dang. to collect on the money. Dang. Martin lucked out. He did that time. And you think yeah. that he probably should have just stopped. learned his fucking lesson? Yeah. He got really lucky that literally one of the most powerful banks in America just happened to collapse. <laughs> <Collect>. <laughs> Um,
0: that's not going to happen twice, or I hope it doesn't happen
1: twice. It doesn't. God, yet. So, Shkreli, at this point, continued on, though. And he had always focused his investing into biotech companies, even starting at that uh, company that he advocated to short at his previous uh, fund when he was 17. And in 2009, he and a childhood friend, Merrick Biestek, is
0: Merrick a boy or a girl? Uh,
1: you know what? I don't know. But judging by uh, how patriarchal uh, hedge, fund, hedge fund managing is, yeah, he's probably a boy. especially in I the early 2000s, Merrick, I know a, a
0: girl Merrick. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Anyway, they started uh, MSMB Capital Management, which is another hedge fund. Uh, the name, not so cleverly, just does their initials. Oh, nice. <laughs> Martin Shkreli, Merrick b MSMB. That's it. And this was a hedge fund specifically focused on the biotech sector. Now, it was here that they would often short small biotech companies. So a lot of what they did in investing is that they'd short them, which I'm not, once again, going to give a description of what a short is. If you want uh, to hear about that, I think the first place we talked about it was all the way back in like um, WorldCom, I think. Or maybe Tyco. I thought you were
0: going to say World War II, and I was like, we weren't there.
1: All the way back in World War II, we talked about shorting stocks. Uh, both me and Nina are vampires. Uh, we are immortal. Uh, yeah. And we've been doing this for a long time. I'm sure you can tell by the quality of our episodes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, the lowdown is that a short is when you bet that the stock price will go down. You make money if a stock price goes down instead. So... They would do this to small biotech companies. The only problem is that they would go into the shareholders' meetings for these small biotech companies, find flaws that they were reporting in those, and then just post them all online a bunch. So they're publicly shorting these companies, and then they're posting flaws about the companies on, like, big chat rooms. Oh, like, imagine, wow. imagine what our Wall Street bets was recently and how they, like, took down hedge funds that were shorting GameStop and AMC They were doing that where they were going on these forums and posting about how bad these companies are while they're shorting them to get the stock price to fall purposefully. What assholes? Which is definitely at least a little bit of market manipulation.
0: Um, uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, which is obviously illegal, but no one super caught on to it until later. They would also do this in different ways. Shkreli would uh, file requests with the FDA to reject devices produced by companies that he was also publicly shorting. So since it's a hedge fund, they report everything that they do and they're publicly shorting these companies and he's also publicly putting in documents to get devices that they have rejected by the FDA. Mm -hmm. And these devices were never rejected. It just put a bunch of roadblocks in the way that would cause the stock to fall in the meantime and they would get a shit ton of money off of it by shorting it. These guys are dicks. They are are dicks, but they made a lot of money off this and they became really, really rich dicks.
0: Well, rich dicks better than a poor dick, I guess.
1: If I had to compare the two.
0: If I had to compare them. (laughs) Uh,
1: So he's manipulating the market to make money off of it, and he does make a lot of money off of it, but the thing about hedge fund trading is that it's inherently very risky. So even though he's making a lot of money now, you could lose it all on one bad deal. And in 2011, just made another oopsie and a big one with MSNB Capital when he shorted a biotech company by the name of Orexigen Therapeutics. And he did this the day after their stock, their stock dropped from 909 to 250 a share. And this is $2.50, 9 dollars a share.
0: Why did they drop so much? Do you know? Uh,
1: yeah, they had a drug not approved by the FDA. So oh, basically, heard. if you ever see a large drop in stock price in the uh, biotech pharmaceutical company...
0: It's because they had a medicine that didn't get approved?
1: It's almost always this. Like, literally, because medicines don't get approved so often, a lot of the times they'll create companies just to, just like a shell company, but not a shell company, just that focuses on researching one drug. So if the drug fails, the whole... Ship doesn't sink.
0: I mean, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So a lot of the times in anticipation of FDA approval, the stock price will rise. They're like, it could happen. This could be great. If it goes through, it'll skyrocket. But then if it doesn't go straight through the floor. So he shorted it the day after that. So he shorted it, expecting it to go down from 250 even more. There was only one problem. The stock price rebounded pretty much to the original price. And when that happens on a short, you have to still buy the stock. So you lose the difference. So he lost the difference on like, he put like millions of dollars into this short and he had to pay back like tens of millions or something. Fuck. So it basically sunk his whole, like MSMB capital, like sunk the whole thing. Almost basically. They didn't file for bankruptcy, but it like wiped out all of their assets all of their capital. And Merrill Lynch, which is the uh, bank that they had the account through that they did the short on, they lost $7 million in the transaction as well. So Shkreli has now done some shady tactics to gain money and then lost it all on a stupid, on a maybe not stupid, but foolhardy bet. Let's say that. But Shkreli's next endeavor would be the start of what has made him so hated in America. And it was his move into pharmaceutical holdings. So he always invested before. Now, he's going to actually buy a pharmaceutical company.
0: All right, we'll see how it goes. Bad. I think it's not going <laughs> to... If I were a betting girl.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, these episodes always end in... Pretty some, bad. Great for the people that we talk about, right? Except
0: for our last one.
1: Oh, yeah. It actually did work out for him. <laughs>
0: that one worked out, but everything else,
1: no. Woof. Uh, so, also in 2011, Shkreli founded... Retrofin under the MSMB company umbrella.
0: I do like that name.
1: It was a, uh, oh, there's a really cool word for it. Uh, when you combine two words, okay. Oh, it's a portmanteau. Oh, a portmanteau. Uh, is when you combine two words, yeah. Uh, of replace dystrophin, and dystrophin is a chemical that is like. Integral in the cytoskeleton of cells, which is the thing that makes cells like retain their shape. Oh, okay. They have like these little things. I'm not going to get into it, but it's not
0: the has nothing to do with the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs>
1: what does DNA stand for? Do you remember?
0: Um, Joe nina answer. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, D. Oh, that was good. Yeah. I think on your feet.
0: Yeah, I don't know though.
1: Uh, no, it's the acid. But that's yeah, fine. I would have uh,
0: never remembered that. Yeah. I don't. I don't.
1: So it's a portmanteau. Acid
0: is the only word I know.
1: So it's a portmanteau, which is your fun word of the day of replaced dystrophin, and it, he created this under his big umbrella and operated it as a holdings company with an emphasis in the biotech and rare disease sectors. So they wanted to invest in drugs. And invest in the non fund drugs. Uh, and invest in cures for rare diseases, is what they said they set out to do. So using Retrofin, Shkreli began doing what he would become most hated for, price-gouging medicine. So Retrofin acquired the rights to market two drugs, Teoprenin and Chenidol.
0: There's a lot of big words in this episode.
1: Yes, it's all about medicine, it's all about drugs, and we also support mento now I've said it like seven times, but
0: yeah. take a shot every time. Cause Sean says Portmando. And
1: You're already drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so these are drugs that are made to treat rare diseases. And he increased the price of these drugs significantly about 20 times for uh and five times the price for Chenidol. Uh Teoprenin went from something like a buck 50, a pill to $30 a pill. What and people who suffer from the disease have to take like fifteen pills a day.
0: What? What is the pill for?
1: Cystinuria, which is concentrations of amino acids in the urine, leading to formations of cystic stones in the kidneys.
0: That sounds terrible.
1: So that <laughs> it's that. I'm good. You no, get thank kidney you. Stones, basically.
0: Oh, my friend gets bad kidney stones. I of, wonder if well, he has that. So
1: maybe they have cystinuria.
0: I'll ask him if he knows. He probably Great. doesn't.
1: And. He would have a history of doing this later. So we're going to talk about why they did this in the next part. But at um, Retrofin, after three years at the helm, uh, as CEO, Shkreli was ousted by the board, so they kicked him out of his own company that he started. And Oh, year, man. And a year later, they filed a $65 million lawsuit against him claiming that he misused Retrofin funds And uh, citing that he had done many stock trading irregularities and other violations of securities rules. uh, But no ruling has been made on this lawsuit yet. I don't know if it got past the beginnings of court. So after being kicked out of his own company, he decided, why the hell not? Let's just try again.
0: If at first you don't succeed, try, try again.
1: Even if it means buying pharmaceutical companies. Well,
0: who was it who said like... If you do the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result, that's a different definition of insanity.
1: Uh, Every uh, white woman at some point in their middle ages. Wow, okay. Yeah.
0: No, it was a famous scientist, but that's fine. Einstein? It might have been. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. Say that's Einstein. No, I knew. Always knew it. Was always right. Uh For sure. Uh, So he founded in 2015 Turing Pharmaceuticals. Instead. And here he set forth a business model where they would find out of patent medicines that were not being produced at a necessary level. And then Turing would produce these medicines instead, jack up the prices to an insane amount, because there's no competition. So basically, for rare diseases, pharmaceuticals that are made for rare diseases are obviously not sold that often because the diseases are rare. So production's usually pretty small. And after the patent is gone on the drug and anyone can make it, people hardly ever make generics because there's not a big enough market for it. Right. So what he would do is he would approach the companies that were making the medicine and buy the rights to produce it off of them.
0: And make a generic?
1: And then, no, start just making the medicine. Oh, okay. Themselves. And they wouldn't have to like develop their own drugs and they wouldn't have to spend any money into research anything. they just buy the drugs from other companies and then they just jack up the price because no one else is making it. They hate him. And they would also limit distribution so that like, even, of course even companies that want to make generics can't get enough pills to, to to run the tests to make the generics. Or it's hard. It puts a squeeze on the market too. So that was the whole premise behind Turing, his new company. That's all they would do. They did this for a little bit but then they did it to the wrong medication because in August of 2015, Turing acquired the right to market Daraprim, which is an anti-parasitic medication which is used to treat malaria and also toxoplasmosis. Now, what's toxoplasmosis, Kashan? The 500th huge word you've said this podcast and it's only been 26 minutes. Well, toxoplasmosis is a parasitic disease, which means it's caused by an amoeba eukaryotic Organism, whatever, whatever. um, That multiplies in cats. It only sexually reproduces in cats. Fun fact. And in healthy humans, usually produces no symptoms or very mild symptoms. But in immunodeficient people can produce serious illness or death. And fun fact, this is why they tell pregnant women Uh, they should not change cat litter.
0: Because of toxoplasmosis. Because
1: of toxoplasmosis. So the people Uh that really get it and get it hard... Are going to be pregnant women, people with cancer or going through any form of chemotherapy, and uh, people with AIDS or any sort of other immunodeficiency disease.
0: So, if you have AIDS, you can't have a cat.
1: Probably not, honestly.
0: That's kind of crazy. It's
1: pretty like it, it's likely that you could get this then because oh, it transfers through cats.
0: That's kind of that's crazy.
1: So, a lot of the times in the media, you'll see um, this depicted as Martin Shkreli takes life-saving AIDS medication and jacks the price up. And I do want to clarify that it's not to treat HIV or AIDS like AZT is, which is a drug that is specifically made to treat HIV or AIDS. It treats something that people with HIV and AIDS can get because they're immunodeficient. Got it. So I think that is an example of the media kind of taking that one small part out of proportion. That's not necessarily true the way that they worded it, but – Nevertheless.
0: He's still shitty though.
1: Yeah, so because he took this medication. Uh he took this medication and raised the price from thirteen fifty a pill to get this seven hundred and fifty dollars a pill.
0: There's just, there's no words. Like this is everything that's wrong with our healthcare system.
1: Like a month's supply is gonna cost you like twenty thousand dollars. So
0: obvious fucking <laughs> asshole, man. Like that just makes me so mad.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, it made a lot of people mad.
0: Yeah, it should make everybody mad. That's bullshit.
1: Because this was caught and criticized by many people familiar with the pharmaceutical business and by doctors everywhere who started seeing this increase and being like, what the hell? And a media frenzy began. So much so that the three frontrunners for president that year, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and Bernie Sanders, all made negative statements about Shkreli and the price hike pretty recently after it happened. Now, I will say... I didn't write it in here, but I should mention it. Martin Shkreli defends this by saying that people, that they would only charge people with insurance that price because the insurance would cover almost all the bill and that anyone who didn't have insurance would be charged a dollar per pill or they had like a free drug program that you could submit to or whatever. But if you charge the insurance, you're still creating problems even if so that's many true. Problems. Even if that's true. One, you're reducing distribution of it. They, The company they bought it from, they asked them to purposely take it out of drugstores and do it to like uh, centralized distribution just from them so that they could control it so that there wasn't a huge supply so that they could do the price hike before they acquired the company.
0: Got but it. But it didn't
1: look like they did it. It looked like it had already been done. Yeah. But it was part of the contract. So they're already doing that. And they made it less available because of that. So like hospitals couldn't have it on hand. So it delayed treatment because they had to order it to get it. Uh, Drugstores couldn't get it. You had to like put in the request and then it would take like a couple days to get it in. Like it's not like you can just walk in and grab it. It hurt people that way. And also, if you're going through like Medicare or something, it's not the insurance paying for it. It's American taxpayers paying for that like thousands of percent increase in price. So, even if that's true, it's still not good. No. He also said that he raised the price to make it less available so that people would, like, fund more money into finding better alternatives for the drugs.
0: That's such a lie. Like, that's such a fucking bold-faced lie. Shut up. No. You did that because you're greedy as hell and you're a piece of shit. Yeah. No.
1: He bullshitted a bunch. Literally, your whole business model was made off doing this because you know it would make you money. So... Public outrage, much like Nina's outrage right now, uh, continued as Shkreli made multiple public appearances um, showing his signature douchebag smirk as he defended the price hike and even doubled downed on it multiple occasions. At one point, uh, someone asked him if he would have done anything different in regards to the drug, and he said, I would have charged more for it on public television.
0: On public television.
1: So I don't think he had like a PR guy or anything. It was clear it was just Martin like getting calls from MSNBC but like, Fuck yeah, I'll come on. And he's yeah, coming. Why not? On. He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, this is great. Geez. He also said something along the lines of uh he's like, If a company is selling an Aston Martin for a bicycle price and I come along and buy it and sell it for Toyota prices, I don't think that should be illegal. And I'm like it went from $13 to $750, Martin.
0: Like it's not.
1: Well, so you're telling me the pill actually costs like $2,000 a pill and you're just like.
0: Giving everybody a good deal?
1: You're being charitable by only charging $750 tell me for that. it? Don't
0: tell me yeah, that.
1: You're an asshole. Uh, so in response to all of this, Shkreli was called before Congress uh, to answer to a panel of Congress people uh, where he to the Rage of the public instead of answering any questions invoked his fifth amendment right for the whole first ten minutes and then they just ended the hearing <laughs> including the first question which I'm going to play for you right now oh I can't wait what what do you what do you say to that signal pregnant woman who might have AIDS no income and she needs Daraprim in order to survive what what do you say to her when she has to make that choice. What do you say to her? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. And that goes on for 10 minutes.
0: Didn't they also ask him at one point, like, what was the top-selling record of all time and he still invoked his Fifth Amendment right? Oh,
1: what what they said is that they were like, um, they were like we saw an interview with you on TV where you said you couldn't wait to get in here and... Uh, drop some knowledge about drug pricing and selling on the congress people so this would be a great time to do that and then they asked him they're like is it pronounced shkreli and he said yes it is and he's like oh see you can answer some questions i don't know if you know this but you can answer questions here without having to incriminate yourself uh would you like why don't you answer some of this you said you wanted to on tv a couple of days ago we can talk about anything you want and they mention a Wu-Tang album that we'll talk about later that's oh. very important to this um, yeah he was also like at one point you, he like smirks and nods like he's, like he's of like, course like, like he he's does. condescending them and stuff um, and then after he got out of this he also put out this tweet that was read something along the lines of I can't believe these imbeciles are running our country or something after that
0: wow
1: yeah, uh, he was very active on Twitter, so. Wow. Of course he was. Um, so in December of 2015, Shkreli was arrested by the FBI, charging him with securities fraud that had nothing to do with the price hike on Daraprim. Nice. Because although that was a dick move.
0: It's not illegal. There's
1: nothing illegal about it.
0: Ridiculous. There's no
1: regulations about how much they can charge. For these medications. It's about what the market can bear. And if there's no competition, you can pretty much just raise it to whatever you want. You price gouge.
0: Ridiculous.
1: So I never got arrested for any of that. But in the securities fraud, he was accused of purposely deceiving investors by creating a new company every time another one went under (laughs) by his risky dealings to pay off investors from the previous failed company essentially running his string of companies and hedge funds that he made as a big Ponzi scheme. That's what Retrofin uh, was alleging in that lawsuit. They said that he was using uh, Retrofin as his own personal um, piggy bank to draw money out of when they got uh, investments in and just pay off the angry investors from his last hedge fund. Oh, wow. Um, Which that is illegal. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, this is your you got it, your catchphrase.
0: I know my catchphrase. That's Martin. Illegal. Martin. That's illegal. You can't. Do I like couldn't that. I couldn't remember his name for a second, and that's why I paused.
1: So, uh he was running everything as a Ponzi scheme, uh and he lied about his companies uh in a multiple Of schemes to get investors in the first place. He lied about their earnings, stuff like that, just to get investors, which is also illegal. So he posted his $5 million bail uh, and then was out for the next two years while the trial was proceeding. But he would find new ways to upset people, (laughs) adding to his title. Was he an only child? No. He had like two brothers and a sister. Was he the youngest? Uh, I don't think so, even. I think he was wow. a middle child.
0: Dude, this is all, like, such only child and youngest child behavior. He's
1: just filled with hate. I don't know. He just, uh, yeah, he he really is, like, he's, like, an edgelord. Like, he's, like, upset at, like, yeah. society is, like, I'm the best. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I So, I get where you're coming, but no, I just think he's a dick. All
0: right. So mm. So. I was trying to explain this behavior, and it's unexplainable. <laughs>
1: So we mentioned that Wu-Tang album that they mentioned in the congressional hearing earlier. Uh, so this is one of the most infamous things he did. Uh, and Because even though he looks like the grossest, nerdiest white guy I've ever seen, he's a huge rap fan. And not just like Vanilla Ice and Eminem. Like he listens to rap like Kanye West and the Wu-Tang Clan. So the Wu-Tang Clan made an album called Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. And they only made one copy of this album. And Why? they didn't release any of the songs.
0: Why? Because they
1: could? It's worth a lot, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. They literally made what could be described as a private album. Like one person will get it, and only one person. That's so weird, but okay. So Martin Shkreli bought this for an estimated 2 Million dollars, and then would go online in a bunch of the. When he got all this infamy from uh, raising the price on on Daraprim, he started doing live streams like every day. For what he would, so he like he plays League of Legends.
0: Of course he does.
1: Uh, he actually wanted Is to Is
0: that like Magic the Gathering?
1: No, not What's exactly. What's League of Legends? It's a multiplayer online game that was big like before Fortnite, like it's just you play against other people and people do like competitions Is with it. Is that the
0: thing where they the the like cavemen are fighting?
1: No. No.
0: No, 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 the medieval one.
1: No. Well, it's fantasy based, so I guess you could say that. So like that. you
0: fight the other places? Is it like Farmville?
1: No, oh, you were making just—you don't know anything about video games, Nina. (laughs) Sounds like Farmville. Stop trying to make references. It's just painful for me to listen to, and if anyone at home knows anything about it, it's painful for them to listen to too.
0: I don't know what this is. Uh,
1: So he played. He actually tried to buy an esports league at one time, uh, but they they declined his offer.
0: Why do these look like Lego characters?
1: It's an old game, but people still play it to this day because it's free to play also.
0: Okay. What a nerd.
1: (laughs) So he was doing these live streams where he would play League of Legends and where he would literally just have like he would talk to people and like.
0: Oh, is he like those kids that like would bully people? He's like, you're gay if you don't do this
1: pretty much you would have him on he would call like people hoes and stupid he's like he's like this is why you're poor and i'm rich he'd say stuff like that to people what
0: an awful human
1: he just like he was the villain and he leaned into it hard he was like everyone hates me and i and i don't care i'm gonna keep them hating me you know what a weirdo most hated man uh And also with this Wu-Tang album, he did say that if Donald Trump won the election, that he would put the whole album available for free download online. So when Donald Trump won and it was time to pay the piper, he also bitched out of doing that. And he played two of the tracks on a live stream with poor audio quality. So you can barely tell what the song sounds like. What a dick. So yeah, he's a jerk. Um, He also, since you brought up Magic the Gathering, he, at one point, I saw he had an interview with someone uh, where he talked about how, so a Black Lotus is the most expensive card in Magic. Okay. And it's like $3,000 for a nice one. What? Yeah, it's really, it's from before I was born, though, 1994. Um,
0: so you just have this Black Lotus card? I don't. What does it do?
1: I'm not going to get, I'm not, we don't have time for me to tell okay. you how Magic the Are there
0: a lot of them?
1: No, that's the reason it's partially so expensive. And it was printed 27 years ago, and they only printed it like a couple times. So he was saying, he's like, yeah, it'd be really easy to manipulate the magic market and just go out and buy all of those and then sell them but for then like $20,000.
0: But then you got to find who has them.
1: You could, They're online. You can find them online. But... So he's so he just, he just was like, like I said, he was a fucking troll. He just yeah, finds things that'll just... piss any community off and just say them because he wants to get a reaction out of people. But on like the biggest stage. Like oh my God. World.
0: Could you imagine being his sibling?
1: No. I don't even, I don't know if his family likes him, but whatever.
0: Probably not. Um, he
1: also attempted to become the sole owner of the Kanye West album, Life of Pablo, before it was released. And he put in a bid for $15 million for Kanye just to sell him the album. Kanye never responded, though. Well, so.
0: Kanye's going to probably make more than $15 million off That's of it. what
1: I was thinking. I was like, this has to be worth more than $15. $15. $15. It definitely is worth more than $15. It's got to be worth more than $15 million, too, though. So Yeah,
0: no. I feel like Kanye would make way more money than that.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Another Plus, shitting-
0: Kanye West also thinks he's God. So
1: it, like Martin Shkreli just gets off of denying things from people. He thinks it's fun to deny things from people. And you can tell that. that what that, a the, the sadomasochist. The Wu-Tang album was a perfect example of that where he's like, I have this thing that no one else can have. I, I'm rich. I'm powerful. You'll never touch me. He just fucking loves that shit. But the worst thing he did was he harassed a journalist on Twitter After he slid into her DMs asking for a date and she said she would rather eat her own organs in response and then posted the picture on Twitter. Like the screenshot of that. Good for her. Uh, So Shkreli updated his profile banner on Twitter to a collage of the journalist's photos with script across it that read, For better or worse, till death do us part, I love you with every beat of my heart.
0: Oh, that's a Shania Twain Lyric. R-
1: well there we go I didn't know that but you're just country enough to know you can take the girl out of oh, Ohio wait 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 it's not Shania Twain Ohio out of the girl
0: it's it's Lone Star
1: uh, you know what for Nina?
0: better or worse till death do us part I love you with every beat of my heart this sounds like a boy band I song I swear yeah it's Lone Star
1: by the moon, moon and, and the, the stars and in the, the sky. sky yeah all right. That See, makes it, you know it too. That makes it even stupider. Um, he also changed his profile picture to a poorly photoshopped picture of him and the journalist together. Like he photoshopped his face over her boyfriend's like on her boyfriend's body of them, like sitting on the couch. How does he have time to do all and this? And then a bunch of, so he had this big presence online where he yeah. was, he was actually on R slash wall street bets. He would post there all the time. Um, and he was probably on 4chan. He seems like he was definitely on 4chan. Was
0: he on parlor?
1: That was the thing. I know he would be. (laughs) He would be. He would be. Uh, So he he has this big like online troll army that started attacking the journalists, too. And like messaging her stuff like you should just have sex with Martin Shkreli and, you know, like like saying a bunch of shit to her all the time. But this got him banned from Twitter for harassment. Um, But here are a few of just the highlights of his his tweeting career uh, before he got banned. So his Twitter got hacked, I found out, when I read these tweets. At first, I thought they were his, and I was, like, really upset. Um, and who knows? Maybe they were, and he lied about getting hacked. I don't even know. Uh, it says, chat shit, get banged, Martin ye. Don't know what that one means. Chat shit, get banged, Martin ya. I don't know. Kofefe. Pl- uh, but he also... A tweet also came out that said, fuck the FBI. You know they can't touch a god like me And also, I got anal aids now. Good thing the pill is right here for $700.
0: I don't think he would post that.
1: I don't know, man, because he posts some weird stuff like, I will nunchuck a thought, spelled T-H-O-T, yeah. into space if I have to. Right. Or... Uh, this one.
0: Why would he? But like, what was the reasoning for that? What? What I, did the thought do? He
1: just, he just says shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am now God, which was a tweet he actually tweeted, which is what that other tweet was a response to. Also, I'm so goddamn ugly. I got to use OK Cupid uh, <laughs> colon slash face uh, fuck my life.
0: You're not gonna do OK on OK Cupid either.
1: She also. Uh, in response to the collage he put up, he said, She's famous. I like her. It's a collage, Christ almighty. So this guy's the worst. He he only had one tweet that I thought was a banger, and someone added him and said, How do you manage to sleep at night? And he responded, You know, Ambient. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's the only one though. He gets one. All of the other tweets are fucking sh- Stupid, And he did it all the time. You know, he's narcissistic. And narcissists love Twitter because it puts whatever you say on a national stage. Yep. So, mm. uh, so yeah, he was banned from Twitter, but soon that wouldn't matter because he wasn't going to be going to a social media site for a long time.
0: Womp, womp. So after
1: two years of pissing everybody off that he could between his arrest and the end of his trial... Uh, it finally ended. And the jury came back with a verdict of guilty on two counts of securities fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit securities fraud. Shkreli was then sentenced to seven years in prison. A sentencing where he supposedly cried at. Which. What a little bit Made me feel so good.
0: <laughs> Do you? Is there a video of him crying?
1: No. Damn it. I looked. There's no video. That one, the sentencing wasn't videotaped. But.
0: I would love to see a video of Martin Shkreli crying.
1: Yeah, I'd pay almost as much as he paid for that Wu Tang album for it. If I had $2 million, mm. that is. So, also, in addition to this, he was ordered to forfeit $7.3 million in assets, including an original Picasso that he owned and the Wu Tang album. Hell
0: yeah! <laughs> Lol. That's justice.
1: He had to get rid of it, which is great. So, Martin Shkreli currently to this day, resides in a minimum security prison, FCC Allenwood, and is scheduled to be released in September of 2023. He has gotten into hot water recently, however, though, as he has been accused of having a contraband phone, which he's using to control his companies from prison, which violates federal prison rules.
0: How do you get it in there? Did he just put it in his prison purse?
1: You can get a bunch of shit in prison, smuggled in, probably in someone's. Maybe not his. It's been in a booty, maybe, though. I don't know. So, yeah, he's still in prison. He's serving out a sentence. He tried to get out for COVID. They denied it. Um, They're
0: like, no, Martin, you can get COVID. He's
1: tried to get out on good behavior a couple times. They've denied it. Um, I don't think he's going to serve all the way to 2023, Um, just most likely. But at least he did serve at least like five years or whatever. So that's something. So that's the story of the most hated man in America. Martin Shkreli is the epitome of what has become one of the greediest and most corrupt American organizations healthcare from insurance to big pharma to ER prices healthcare in this country shows more and more that they really are trying to remove the care from healthcare these are capitalist organizations doing anything to maximize profits even if it means cutting off life-saving drugs to the masses. They are an empire built on dick bags. And the biggest dick bag of them all is Marden Shkreli. It is no wonder why the Lone Institute, which aims to address problems in the American healthcare system, named an award after Martin. The Shkreli Award is given out every year to the worst examples of profiteering and dysfunction in healthcare, which the entire federal government won the number one spot for last year. This is a problem, America. Fix it. Damn. And that's it. That's the story of Martin Shkreli and the increase of pharmaceuticals and the securities fraud that landed him in prison. Damn. And the Wu-Tang album. And the Wu-Tang <laughs> album. Because everyone always wants to talk about the Wu-Tang album. That's funny. Uh, I'd say, honestly, go on and watch the like 10-minute, because like, it's only 10 minutes, the full congressional hearing that he's at. And that'll give you a whole idea of his that presence just sums and up. why people Millard dislike him. Yeah. Why people dislike him and everything, and he says one sentence the whole time, and you'll you'll fucking get it. Yeah. So there's then. So thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah.
0: Season four. Season four premieres, four. premieres out of the
1: way. Here we are. Woo-hoo. We're back. We're talking about more crimes committed by the wealthy. Um, and we're having a lot of fun doing it, learning yes. about shit. Um. So thank you guys for listening uh, and thank you for supporting us by listening. You can also support us for free uh, by going over to iTunes and leaving us a review. The higher our review, the more people we get to, the more uh, reach we can get and the more you can help this podcast grow. And we'd love to grow. We'd love for you to help us. So you can go over there leave a review. We love a five-star review. But if you leave a review that is honest and gives us stuff to improve upon, we'll also take that as well. We're always looking to improve. Uh, You can also support us by following our socials, uh, facebook.com slash whitecollarsredhands, uh, twitter at Pod
0: on instagram at white collars underscore red hands
1: you can go direct to our website and listen directly at whitecollarsredhands.com you can shoot us an email to send us suggestions which we do have some fan submitted episodes this season so thank you guys for submitting those and you can send uh any suggestions or just questions chats whatever you want uh to hands at gmail.com no that's next no uh that's all the ways that you can support us for free. If you want to support us in a way that is less free, however, uh, you can head over to our TeePublic page and buy some merch. There are uh, t shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, stickers, uh, computer bags. Uh, A bunch of... Computer bags? Yeah, computer bags. I know. Uh, You can buy big tapestries even with our logo on it. Hell yeah, that's what I want. Uh, We get a direct cut from that and it helps support the show uh, and put money back into us and uh, help us out for uh, putting out content every week, which uh, is hard to do. Um, I think that might be it. Might be it. Might be it. So thank you guys so much for listening uh, here on season four of White Collars Red Hands. But we'll see you... Next episode, fuck, this ending is shit. I
0: I was like, he just messed up his whole ending.
1: I'm going to play the outro track.
0: Perfect.